and gentlemen, my name is Ken Fallon and I'm just Mr. Train here at Ogcamp uh, 11. But that's no reason not to do an interview and we've got one of our own, uh, Chris Findlay, from, and he's here to talk to us about? Software Freedom Day in Dundee. What is Software Freedom Day? Software Freedom Day for us is a chance to introduce free software to people that don't normally come along to these events like Ogcamp and things like that, don't necessarily know what free software is. Um, so we try to introduce them to that in an easy manner with some light introduction talks through a morning. Um, not just to do with Linux itself, but to do Windows free software, um, alternatives to f- uh, proprietary software that are free, things like that. And what would make somebody come to that event if they're not going to go to Ogcamp? It's a mainly a local event, so people locally would come around. Uh, to a local event. The event, Software Freedom Day is not a single one event in our own location, it's, it's held um, worldwide yeah. and lots of different people do different things for it, even if it's just passing out CDs or doing um, a series of talks like we've been doing. Um, and it happens every year on this 17th of September this um, year, third Saturday of the month. Where's it going to be held in Dundee? We're holding it at the Hannah McClure Centre in, above the student, Abertay Students Union on Bell Street. So your tar- target audience, I guess, would be students with our the main general community in, in Dundee? Preferably our target would be the general community. Um, and we, it happens to be, um, last year it was arranged the same day as um, Open House Day, so which where some places open up their own the buildings for people, the public to come in and have a look around, which quite tightly coincides quite nicely. So you get a lot of people coming in who wouldn't normally have come in, Perfect. and they've not actually come in for Soft Freedom Day, but they walk in the door, there's a few people boom, around, boom, go. and we introduce it to them, and it's, they're very receptive. Excellent. I was um, in a taxi last night, as you do, and um, the taxi driver just couldn't get his head around the fact that people would write software for no cost and give it to the community. You know, how do you, you know, people are so ingrained in paying for software now, how do you convince them that this is good, this is, how do you, how do you get the whole um, concept of software freedom across to them? One thing we tried to do is make sure that they they realise that although the software people have a, uh, a very big stigma that anything that's f- there's nothing in this life comes for free, yeah. and they're right enough. It doesn't come for free, and free software doesn't mean free either. It's the the cost of free software is uh, getting involved in the community and giving back to the community. And the moral obligation. The moral obligation that's there. Yeah, that's the cost we have. Um, so we tried to introduce them and say that this software is here. You can talk to people about it. If you need help with it, help support from it, there's people around in communities around that are more than happy to help you um, do these things, uh, whether it be a business or professional use. Yeah. We're also introducing that they actually already use free software. Yeah. You know, things like Mozilla Firefox, um, a lot of people are picking up OpenOffice now as an alternative to yeah. the, some of the proprietary ones. And you, I, I suppose you have different hooks for different how how far down people are on a particular yeah, software track. Of course, yeah, definitely. I mean, you're gonna deal, you deal with people who are in a business um, want software for different reasons than someone who's sitting at home uh, dealing with the software. I mean, one of the things we uh, we try to do is address all those uh, different areas at whichever level. I mean. Uh, Training's always been an issue for businesses, yep. and they always worry that the cost of swapping to like an open office, yes. that the training's the big cost, and they're worried about that, although there's no licensing cost. Um, but what we found is open office looking more like the older version of office makes it a lot easier, yes. because the new version confuses them, and they don't have to retrain it anyway. Yep. Um, as far as a 
persuading them that it, that it is okay and it's good software is we show them it in live in action. We've got demos, live demos running all day with different open office, Firefox and different music, MIDI inputs. We also do a virtualization one which teaches for business, showing businesses that virtualization is something they can do. Oh, very good. Uh, and what sort of people come in uh, during the day? We've, we've had a lot of different people coming in during the day, uh, including people from all age groups, from 13, 14, to uh, all the way up to 70, 80, 90. Um, all very receptive to it. Um, I actually found a lot of the older crowd find it easier to understand what we were talking about because they didn't have the pre-cursor uh, of using a preconception you of pay, yeah, yeah. Not you have to pay for it and the preconception of how something should already work yes um, people transitioning from say uh, Mac OS or Windows um, already have a pre-idea of how they manage to achieve what they want to achieve yeah. and when you introduce something like the Linux desktop whether it be GNOME or KDE or that they find out wait where's this button why is this button not here yeah. and we kind of try and say look here we'll show you how it is it is just as easy to use it just takes a little bit of time to do you not run the risk of um, becoming the support person for somebody? If yes, definitely, yes. Um, support's a very big key, and that is part of it. And I think we do get people coming back to us time and time again looking for questions and support. And you, the best thing to do is to try and give them some support, but in a way that they learn themselves. So instead of directly showing somebody exactly what they need to do to do something, you kind of lead them through it and yep. actually make, get them to, do the, to actually fix it. Yep. And they find they learn better that way and can then teach someone else to do that. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of education involved and Very much more so, than yeah. just handing a CD. So w what would you advise if somebody's living somewhere and felt that they wanted to do something for Software Freedom Day? I think if it's anybody could do something for Software Freedom Day, be it, um, there's a great CD called the Open CD. Um, it has like open office, um, it's got I think Firefox and a flow of other really good um, open source applications all in one CD both for Windows and for Linux. Um, you can easily burn a copy of that, burn a few copies of that at home, go out, hand it out to people in the street, tell them about it, promote it that way. And people are a bit suspect of, especially self-burned CDs and viruses and all the rest. You'd be surprisingly, no, I don't think they are. In the, <laughs> Which in is a, very in sad. In a really in sad <laughs> way, yeah. It's quite unfortunate. People, you hand somebody something, they go, it's free, great. And it's quite, you'd think they'd be more suspect yeah. about it. But I think the general public don't have this whole idea of security they don't realize as much that there is problems with these can be problems with these things um, and they're quite respected I mean there was a good story a while back in a school in America where a kid was doing exactly that he was handing out CDs during the school and he got uh, the teacher pulled him aside took him to the headmaster's office and tried to get him suspended from school saying he was selling CDs he said I'm not selling them they're free they're giving away you don't get anything for free in this world you can't do that you can't give away CDs it's illegal which of course wasn't true, it yes, was all yeah. open source software, perfectly free yep. to distribute. But that's an education thing, I guess. Yes. And just, just because the teachers doesn't mean they can't learn. But I mean, one thing I always want to, want to make sure that people understand is that there is a big community behind it, and mm -hmm. a big community of people willing to help, willing to spend a little time in showing people what to do. Yeah. Um, another good thing we, we do as well, if, you're, if you are into open source software and you get maybe some of the magazines and stuff, what we quite often do is go out and, uh, what we call it, seeding and hand out magazines, just drop them off in like in places where you normally find magazines, like dentists and yes, I've, things I've like that. I've been known to do that myself. <laughs> it's good fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we, almost need, we almost had a league table for that, but it, it was getting a bit sad. But yeah, uh, I think, um, I mean, they can hold events as well. I mean, all you need to do is find a coffee shop, put up a 
few flyers around places and say, look, come, meet, come along and meet us. We'll talk to you about free software. And you'd be surprised that people turn up. Okay. What website would you advise people to go to if they're interested? Um, if you find out, find out more information at the Software Freedom Day, um, it would be at the Software Freedom Day site, which is softwarefreedomday.org. Don't worry, Dill. Um, obviously, we're at a train station here waiting for a train, so the link will be in the show notes for this episode. Let us be updated to the website address. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash sfd dot the dash os dot org dot uk. Um, so I guess now is the time to start planning for this event. We've been planning the event for quite a while now, yeah. For the last two or three months we've already started planning. Um, this year we have, I think, up to possibly 13 talks planned this year. Wow. Um, it's starting, as I say, initially starting on the What is Software Freedom Day. Yeah. Um, and myself doing a talk on what is uh, Android and yeah. where it's come from and what it's about. And then we move further into more technical talks as the evening goes on. Um, which things like um, of last year we had um, how to hack voice of, over IP mm-hmm. and what how the security issues with protocol for that, mm-hmm. which Naughty. is a bit technical. Naughty, but yeah. um, we had things on OpenStreetMap and stuff as well, yeah. and Good we've project. even had talks on Blender for doing your own 3D software yeah. and things, um, and it works really well. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks very much for the talk. Um, Thank you, and uh, look forward to hearing more about the event after the show. Feel free to put, to send us over some talks. Uh, for syndicated Thursday. Okay, well, thank, thank you very much, Chris. The URL again is http colon forward slash forward slash sfd dot the dash os dot org dot uk. Software Freedom Day is on tomorrow, so please go do something to promote software freedom. Go and record a HPR episode. I'm getting sick of hearing Ken all the time. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.